3: The Sooner Sports Network from Learfield. Live at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. This is Sooner Sports Talk. Brought to you by Bud Light. It's for the fans. And by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. This is Sooner Sports Talk. Welcome back to Rudy's, everybody. It is time for Sooner Sports Talk. We're talking hoops for the next 60 minutes. Jenny Baranchek will be alongside here in a little bit. But first, we're chatting with Soonerman's basketball coach. It's Porter Moser, ladies and gentlemen. Howdy, coach.
2: Hey, Toby. How are you?
3: I'm good. How are you tonight? I'm, I'm moving forward. I know. Got I know getting better. bad question. I'm sorry. Uh, former Sooner Tyler Neal helping us out there on the end as well. Tyler's been doing some radio along the way for us and doing a great job and uh, – coach i know you didn't get the result that you wanted last night 82-72 at baylor i thought you played better though did you feel like you played better basketball
2: absolutely we you know i just we just have to be resilient as coaches as we were in this process of building this thing of of our standards of of the different things the grit and i just i was disappointed with the grit of our team and uh that we you know we went I really feel like those uh, at West Virginia, we just didn't have it um, for a lot of things. We went back to our culture. Everything from being, you know, absolutely together on the bench, picking guys up if they fall on the floor, all the little things, how, how loud you verbalize different calls and commands. You know, it, it just um, – I really felt that we, we battled our tails off last night. I really felt we, we won the 50-50 balls. We were on the floor so much after loose balls. Um, and you know I got to give Baylor credit—they hit, they—they they can make incredibly tough shots off that ball screen coming off, coming downhill. And um, but I thought there were so many things. I thought our—I mean, how hard we fought in—in in a against Baylor, who's won like I think eight out of nine. And um, but for us, I feel like we got our grit back. Now we just got to get it back over the hump again to, to 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 win that game, to win that game, and not just come close. Um, and I, I get it, I know it. I, everyone's telling me, and you know, I know every team we're playing is is top 10 and um, but you know we I feel like we we didn't for two games but I did feel like we played with the culture and the standards and the the, the fabric of what we stand for I thought it was it was back to where we, we needed it we just didn't get over the hump coach seen some highlights here of
4: Otega and Bamasil with the assist right there I want to give you a chance right off the top here talk about some of the rotational changes you made here in the last couple of games and what you what especially what you liked uh, last night that you saw
2: well, I think, you know, uh, you know, Joe just getting here as a transfer and Otega as freshman, you know, just the, the things defensively and offensively, the efficiency things. And it's taking some time to get that. And then um, and then the effort part of it, just how hard you have to play. And I just feel like the last couple of weeks, you know, three, four weeks, um, Otega started just turning the corner with, with just picking stuff up. And, you know, gave him some opportunity. And now he's starting to pick some stuff up. He's just more athletic. The two guys we brought are just more athletic than what we've had. And uh, But now they're getting some things. They're figuring out where they need to be defensively, figuring out our offensive stuff, and then they're playing harder. And that, that was really Joe Bamisil's uh, thing. I thought, you know, figuring out how hard you have to play in this league and then also being where he needs to be defensively. And I just felt that we just the last couple of weeks he's starting to pick things up. And we put him in the West Virginia game, and um, it wasn't perfect. But, man, his effort has been. Right. His effort has been. His attitude
3: and, and, seems like it's been oh, great it's, the whole It's, time it's
2: just been uh, – and both those coming in gives us some, some athletic ability. But, you know, I, I think they've built up trust with everybody about knowing where they need to be defensively, knowing where they need to be offensively. And then uh, I tell you, they have gave us a huge burst – of energy. Otega really given us an energy. And I thought Joe did too last two games. Um, and uh, looking forward to building on that.
4: Talk about Otega a little bit compared uh, now compared to maybe a month, two months ago when he was, you know, he was getting in some, but he wasn't playing very consistently. Now he is playing quite a few minutes. What do you see
2: differently? What are the, what are the main one or two things you see differently out of him? I think anything in life will all say it. Knowledge you know, is, is, gives you confidence. And I think his knowledge of the offense, the knowledge of the defense being where he is, now he can react by being in habits of knowledge where to go. And now he can react athletically. I think he was just caught thinking a lot. And when you – sometimes when you get – when you're thinking a lot as a freshman, you get kind of paralyzed with your effort. Right. I think there was a lot of that with Joe. Because ne- neither one of them are guys that you look at and say, oh, you don't play hard all the time. They just weren't because I think they were a little paralyzed of just trying to figure things hesitant. out. Yep. And now I think Otega's just getting his athleticism in the game, uh, and Joe has too. And we'll see if he can continue it. They still – you know, we broke down the tape. They still have a bunch of things they need where they need to be offensively and defensively. Um, I think down the stretch we were, you know, made some mistake, young mistakes um, – with it, but we're going to go through some growing pains. We, we you know, the last last night we decided we went with two true freshmen in yeah. this league, and there's no nobody in our league's doing starting that. lineup. No one's doing that, and uh, both of them were in double figures. I mean, they both were in double figures. They both had good games as young guys, and it's something to build on.
3: We're very much in this season, but since Absolutely. you brought up Absolutely. your two freshmen there and the two more top 100 guys that you've signed for next year. When you look at those four athletes, I think it gives a pretty good glimpse as, as to what you're trying to build here at OU, right? The type of players you're trying to bring in.
2: It's just unprecedented these, these last two years in the Big 12. I, it was funny because uh, Jay Wright and Bill Rafferty are doing the game tomorrow, and I, I spent 30 minutes talking to Jay Wright, the former Villanova coach, and he just, he just was like, it's just hard to imagine. He goes, in the history of our game, I've never seen a conference like this. Wow. And he said, and he'll That's be here a guy tomorrow. that would know. And he said, I've been, I've been doing your league. I've been studying some different things. He goes, um, but you just got to be so resolute and just resilient on not trying to take shortcuts. Keep do- building what you're trying to build. And I look at our league, and, you know, we, we were pouring into some young guys, and um, we've got to continue to mix it with transfers, and we've got to continue to do it. And um, it's just you're, you're combining this league with COVID, too. You know, West Virginia, was they have some six-year seniors. Yeah. And um, – but i think these two young guys and the guys we got coming in i just think you look at our roster and you have to we have to increase the athleticism and length i mean you just you fans everyone looks at it we just, we just got to increase our athleticism and length for what we're having to play with every
4: night well there were some plays that joe made last night we saw a block from otega and it's like oh man that length that athleticism sometimes that's just going to you know cause a positive play just sheerly off of that with a little bit of effort right um i wanted to ask you I think most people that follow the game a little bit realize how recruiting freshmen, recruiting high schoolers, kind of how that works throughout the season. You get different periods you can, can't do it. Talk, though, about transfers, right? A lot of times somebody who's going to be in the portal, and this is so new, they maybe aren't going to realize that until later in the season. So is there really any – I mean, can you start planning ahead for any of that? I'm not saying your own guys. I'm saying guys you might be interested in. Is it too early for that right
2: now? No, the, port, the portal is just a, just a whole different dynamic of recruiting. I mean, everything from what everybody – I mean, I've been doing – I've been coaching Division One for 32 years. Everything that it was is not. It's all different <laughs> because you got NIL and transfer. I mean, the NIL is just – it's just – changed, and then the, the portal. But the thing about the portal is you don't know who's in the portal yet. Yep. You know you're going to have some needs you need to fill. You know you're going to have to recruit some older guys to come in, especially in the league you are, but you don't even know who they are yet. That's just a crazy dynamic. Because yep. the portal, we don't know who's in the portal yet. Yep. Um, you hear scuttlebutt things behind, but you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not going to tamper or anything like that. Um, and then back to the freshman thing, Tyler, the also thing that you deal with with the dynamic is it's these young guys come in, and they've They've been the stars wherever they've been, and they come in, and then it's not instant gratification. Right. So you're going through that massaging process to, to help them mentally along. Too, hey, I know you're only playing five minutes, or this. We got to stick with it. You got to learn this, and we're trying to show them. But then they they get down. They get naturally down. It's just the freshman. You got to bring along mentally as me- well as physically. Otega physically. Looks like a fifth-year mm. senior. Right, he has got. A, I mean, you'll see it when he, athletic when he walks out there. His shoulders is he athletically, and I think his confidence is catching up to his body with it in terms of being able to 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 do some things on the floor. And I just I really really like where he's going. Coach Venable's hasn't called you about him
3: or
4: anything yet. <laughs> no, please stay <laughs> away,
2: got, Grim. Come on, I saw his recruiting <laughs> class. He's <laughs> got enough. I need all the young guys
4: I can
3: keep. Do you see a young? Um, Jalen Hill, perhaps, in him as far as you know, when Jalen got here, Jalen wasn't maybe as, as yoked as uh, as uh, Otega is right away, but his defense was good early on, and it took a while for the off really till this year. Jalen's offensive game was kind of lagging behind. It, do you see a little bit of that in Tega?
2: Absolutely, you know, since we, we since I got here two years ago, we've really been. You know, the skill development with Jalen in terms of his ball handling, his shot, his passing, because he was watching tape the year before. It was just kind of just a defensive guy and an athletic guy. And, and Tega's that way, too. Tega can really go downhill as well. And, um, you know, we're working on Tega's shot. I I, I did this today, our uh, last couple days in, in practice. So we have a scout team, and I told Otega, he just – he works on his shot so much, but he's got to get his mechanics. He's got a low release, and he's got to – but I said – I go – Take it. You have to take three threes in practice every day during a live competition because he's not even looking for it. Mm-hmm. Yesterday in the Baylor game, he caught one. They were completely backing off him, and he tried to drive, and he got a charge. You've got to be a threat. And Coach used to say, you know what? You don't have to make it right now. You just got to take it. You've got to be a threat. The other team's got to know you're willing to spot up and take that shot and do it. And that's the next evolution for him is, is working on that jump shot because if he starts to get that jump shot and they start flying at him, He's got that crazy first step. Yeah. Otega really – and the other thing that Otega has more than anybody on our team, he drawing, drawing fouls. Look at how much the, the free throws per minute that he right. has. He yeah, has right. the best free throw per minute on our team, and he draws fouls. He leads the team in steals, too. With, I know, with, uh, with limited minutes. With
3: limited minutes. That's something Coach Kruger never had to tell – Tyler Neal is only 3-3, three, three, or shoot 3-3s three in practice. He had to I, limit, I'd say that's it. Limit him to 3-3s three in practice, yeah.
2: He said as the person he was guarding could only make minimum <laughs> that's on right. three th- No yeah. more than 3-3s three forever. Yeah.
4: yeah.
3: Anything else, Tyler, before we get a break? Not in 30 seconds, I don't think. We'll take a break. We'll be back with Porter Moser. We'll talk about Kansas. They're coming to the LNC on Saturday when we come back. Sooner Sports Talk is brought to you by Bud Light. Bud Light, it's for the fans. Homeland, a proud sponsor of Sooner Athletics. Riverwind Casino, still the one. Orthodontics exclusively, the number one orthodontics office in Oklahoma. And the Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access audio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Chris Plank talks all things Sooners. New episodes drop nearly every day. Log on to SoonerSports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. Welcome back. Toby rolling with you. Tyler Neal, Porter Moser. Uh, News dropped last hour that the Big 12 Conference has reached an agreement with the University of Oklahoma and Texas that the two schools will leave for the SEC one year early. That means one more year after this in the Big 12, and then Oklahoma will start participating in the Southeast
2: Conference in 2024-25. you have any reaction to that news, Coach? Well, I think the first thing is just you're excited about the clarity of, of finding out yeah. that, that, that you know. I mean, you're asked so many things, especially in the recruiting process. You're recruiting the class of 2024 about what it what, what may be. So I am the, the clarity of knowing – Is 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 great. So now we can know, but it doesn't change the fact. I mean, I I can just all I'm thinking about is Kansas. You know, just thinking about Kansas and what we got to do about to beat Kansas. And um, so, it it, it, the clarity of knowing for recruiting and when is great for everybody. But man, we're in the number one basketball conference country right now, and we 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 got to put all our focus trying to be uh, be Kansas on Saturday.
4: We'll get to Kansas in one second. You mentioned recruiting. You mentioned being the number one conference. How in your recruiting of high school kids? Let's talk about that. How big of a of a feather in your cap as a recruiter, as a as a potential program for these kids, is that? Is that I mean, is that a big lure to come play in the best you know best conference around?
2: Well, I think the, I think conferences get get cyclical. You know, some years this it's this conference that we're in. A, we're in a two-year window where it's unprecedented how good the Big 12 men's basketball is. It's, it's just. It's unprecedented. We were just talking off air. You know, out of 14 of my conference games, 14 of of the 18 are against top 21 net rating teams. That's just hard to put your hand around. Right. 14. And then Oklahoma State just moved into, I think, 30. So you have 16 of your 18 games that we're playing are against top 30 teams. That's just nuts. But it's cyclical. You know, I, I think the SEC is an awesome league it's a really athletic league um so very exciting with us in texas moving in there for when that time comes but for now we're we're in a, in in, in, a, in a battle we're we every single night and we're excited mm-hmm. I, mean, I hope we're having a great home crowd saturday that's why my, my focus is so much on getting back and being us with that grit and playing top 10 team again in kansas yeah that's
3: a great point you make it seems like in basketball even more than football it's been cyclical when I was growing up, well, we we're close to the same age. The ACC was kind of the Big East when you had Patrick Ewing yeah. going up against Nova. That's why and hearing Syracuse. Jay Wright talk like
4: he said earlier is such right. a big deal.
3: Big Ten has had its heyday, and, uh, and now it's the Big 12. All right, Kansas, great game. First time you guys met up in Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Seems to me they're playing their young bigs a little bit more than maybe you when you saw them last time. But what do you see in the matchup
2: here? Well, I think, you know. Jalen Wilson is just uh, – he's, he's taken where Okbachi left off. He's, he's up for Player the national player of the year. Um, I see, you know, Grady Dick is going to be a, a lottery pick, probably one of the best shooters um, in, in the country. Uh, they're, they're, they're bigs. They're playing the, the young man Uda a lot. Uh, Zuby, the other freshman, has kind of been hurt. Um, but K.J. Adams uh, is so hard to guard because he's so versatile. They're playing fast with him up the ball. He, he's – he's uh he handles the ball a lot when they in their in their offense but you know they're they're just great on both sides they guard you and offensively they're so they're so dynamic offensively they can hit you so fast um in transition with shooters and um you know they're just you know at at their place um <laughs> they shot 39 free throws at their place um <laughs> and uh you know just watching that game just tough we were you know we were, we were right there, we were we actually yeah. were more than right there. we were up ten and then we were up five with a minute left and Grant and Grant took a charge, which uh ended up being a no call and uh it, it was a four point swing with a minute four. It should have been Grant going down the other end, but here you know, there, but um I thought we did so many great things against Kansas the last time, and uh we really got a we really got a guard i mean they they can score in bunches um And uh, there's a reason why they're the defending national champion. There's a reason why they're always top 10. It's because they're good on both sides of the ball.
4: It's been a long time since we played them in three, four weeks here. Kind of a process question. Whenever you're preparing for a team that you have already played, you got tape on, how much when you're looking, you know, this far down the line of playing them again, maybe they've gotten healthy at some spots. You know, the team can really look quite a bit different, whether from a tactics standpoint or a personnel standpoint. When it's been like that, let's say you know, looking ahead to Kansas this weekend, in in preparing and looking at tape with the guys, are you are you more looking at personnel when it's been a while since we played them, or are there still you know do a lot of things kind of carry over for college teams over three or four weeks?
2: No, what you're looking at is is the personnel for Kansas is pretty much the same. Their backup big is they're just. They were kind of one was one freshman, one's the other. They're both were top 50 yeah. kids. Right. So they're, they're, it was just, it's just their backup center that's a little, that that's getting more. Everybody else, all the other guards are all this all playing. You know
3: they're gonna play the kid from San Antonio against you that KJ mm-hmm. Adams. No 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 the no, kid no, no. that only TV scores against us against you. Guys. Oh Clements Clements yeah. Clemens, yeah. Oh you know he's gonna play let me just play
2: against give me just I just the kid's got three threes all year in conference and he hit two of them in our game. <laughs> right and really I mean did a great job for them. To, to Tyler's question about the process of playing a team the second-time personnel, I mean, it is. You, you focus in on on if some of the guys had, like, if we play West Virginia in, in the next game, we're going to be – I mean, Stevenson, again, to be all over because he had 34 <laughs> against us. But um, – no, but Kansas, what you really do is you're like, what were they doing against our ball screen coverage? What were they doing? How were they defending the post? What were they doing against some of your actions? Mm-hmm. And you're trying to counter some of that. Like, what, you know, seeing how they – because some teams change ball screen coverages game to game. You know, Kansas in our game did a couple different things. They switched, then they hard-edged, and they really hard-iced us in there. So you, you're looking at, you know, what was their – what was their mentality with their defense against, scheming against yours? Um, what we do against them? or them? So I think you're looking at th- that a lot, like how it was the first game, what they did on this action, um, and then the personnel. Did someone really hurt us personnel-wise?
3: This is probably a question that Tyler would be good to answer too, but how much do college teams change over the course of a month? Or is it just, you know, what they run is what they run – or do they, as the year goes along, do they alter the way they play or the sets they run? and
2: everything? 100%. We're tweaking all the time. Mm. There's, there's no question. Like Kansas has a handful of things they're doing since the last time we played them, doing that to counter. You go game to game because Baylor might switch one through five. Um, Texas Tech and Iowa State might force sidelines so much. So you're seeing, you might watch the Iowa State game, against Kansas play Iowa State, and it's different because you might not do that defensively against there. But, but teams are constantly, we are too, we're constantly tweaking what we're doing, what we can do better, what we can counter on how they're doing things. I mean, we're not changing everything. We're just tweaking. But you're constantly tweaking and looking at things that uh, that they're doing defensively. If they're changing up coverages, um, for sure. Kind of a high-level question here. Looking at I'll be the judge of that. Oh, let's I, see. Yeah, let's sorry, sorry.
4: I'm going to defer to Toby. Of the, the conference that. here. Oh yeah. The coaches in our league got Bill Self, Jamie Dixon, got guys who have been around a long time and have pretty big reputations in the game of, of college basketball. You probably either have known them for a long time or knew of them, and they're, they're – it's they're, um, the word? I'm, I'm losing my word. Anyways, um, what have you kind of learned after coaching against them, being in the trenches against them for a couple of league seasons now here, almost full? I mean, what have you learned to kind of about the league and
2: the coaches in this league? Well, I have known all the coaches in the league prior. I have yeah. competed against them at other places, and uh, – but what you know is that it's – to have established programs and established culture, yeah. you know, you know, just played Scott. You know, they're, they're, He's been there 20 years. Just their culture every year, the amount of guys that he's got coming back and the culture you have. I t- like I said, I t- Jay Wright's doing the game. I talked to Jay about this, of establishing your culture. Bill's been there a long time. Huggins, Jamie, like guys that have been there mm-hmm. establishing it for a long time. Um, and then you get the transfer portals changed because if you all of a sudden have so many new guys – it's the the culture process is taking some time, but I the thing that you've seen is you've seen some veteran veteran coaches that have had their programs established in this league. Um, I think the fan bases in this con- this conference are unreal. Like the the West Virginia game, it was completely sold out, fourteen thousand every night. Last night, Kansas, Iowa State, off the rails. I think you're seeing fan bases in this in this conferences. And it was so awesome to see our fan bases the last couple of days. Our our Sooners took a backseat to absolutely nobody in this conference these last couple games. And uh, I tell you, I know we haven't got the results that we wanted, but you're going to see a team fight and scrap it for everything. We played the defending national championship down to the last possession in a sold-out Allen Fieldhouse. And Saturday at 11 a.m., I'm just really – pulling for the Sooner fan base to come out and, and see this game and p- keep pulling for us because they've been great.
3: We need you there, Sooner Nation, on Saturday. Be there at 11. The game's at 12, but go ahead and be there at 11 on Saturday, OU and KU. It is always a lot of fun when the birds come to town. Coach, go get them. Thanks. All right, guys. Thank Appreciate you. It. Thank Porter you, guys. Moser, cool sooner. Thank you. Tyler Neal. Tyler, thanks for being thanks, here thanks, tonight Porter. as well. Jenny Baranchek's coming off a big dub down in Waco. We'll talk to her next. Sooner Sports Talk is brought to you by Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Academy Sports and Outdoors, get your officially licensed Sooner gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors, preferred sporting goods retailer of Oklahoma Athletics. The OU Fan Shop. The best place to gear up for game day is shop.soonersports.com. And we want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for the affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or by downloading the Varsity Network app and listen free. Welcome back everybody. Update from California, season opener for Patty Gasso's OU softball team. They have just pushed their lead to three nothing over Duke. They are playing in the bottom of the fifth inning. Got one more coming tonight against Liberty a little bit later on. Please help me welcome Jenny Baranchek, everyone.
1: It's it's hard when you think softball, because I was waiting for you to say like thirteen to nothing.
3: Not yet. They're waiting yet. 10 runs <laughs> okay. next inning. Yeah, no, it's, okay. It's coming. Duke's we quickly really learned
1: potential. what the run rule is, though. What In our softball team yeah, in the yeah, last couple of right. years. Yeah, that's right. doesn't take long. Does yeah, it? I didn't know that.
3: What a week <laughs> it's been for you. 93 68 win over West Virginia, and then a humdinger of a game against Baylor humdinger. on Tuesday night. 98 92 in overtime. Can God, you believe that was fun.
1: it? I know. So I know fun. after the game, Chris Plank, was, he was saying a lot of words. I wasn't sure what the words were. And then I, and then at the end, he says, how? Yeah, how? <laughs> and I said, I don't know yet. I got to go back and watch the film.
3: <laughs> Did you see the picture of him on, on the Taylor shot?
1: Well, I, between him and Marcus Bowman, and everyone's making fun of me because they're like, you just sat there. And I was like, I was yelling at him to go play defense. I'm right. like, there was still time left. The game wasn't over. You
3: were the only stoic one in the I shot. I know. Everybody else I is going know. Well, I
1: was still had to kind of do my job and, like,
3: ah, forget tell it. them
1: to finally get back ah. on defense. You
3: got, you got a bunch of seniors. Let them <laughs> right, worry about it. Right, just
1: right, right, right. 98-92, right.
3: if you didn't see the game on Tuesday, Baylor was ahead the whole way. We got to come down and, and watch a large portion yeah, of that cool game with the Yeah, how cool is that? So fun. And Baylor was ahead, and, and even late, it looked like probably it was going to go that way. But your team just never gave up. They just were relentless.
1: I feel like there was a there was a point in the game that was probably 5ish minutes left and we were in a timeout and it was like okay let's not even worry cuz you're down 12 whatever we were down and it's and we just said okay we're going to literally take everything out and just get every loose ball we can possibly get and I thought we did a phenomenal job of that. I thought we just played our tails off and it did not always go our way. The you know sometimes the shot didn't go in and we got a really good look and And sometimes the ball would tip out, and you've got three of our players on the ground, and it goes out of bounds off us. Or, you know, we had some moments like that, but. I felt like the relentlessness of that group was so fun. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, we're in it, and then we miss a shot. And then we foul them. You know, we cut us three, and then we miss it. But we're taking them. Yeah. Nevaeh taught. I love the shot that she took. It was awesome. And then for her in that game to be able to bounce back and come and hit a big one, you know, I mean, that was fun. And then to watch just the end unfold the way that it did was absolutely incredible.
3: Uh, it was so shocking when –
1: Your word choices tonight already.
3: (laughs) You got the steal... And they kicked it out, and Taylor was wide open. She's just never wide open.
1: Well, she was playing defense on nobody and then was open, <laughs> right? That's what I joke about with her because we were pressing. But honestly, uh, no, uh, no. But this is what we do. Let's is take a look at the do. play while you talk yeah, about it. Okay? And this it's our is, Riverwind
3: Casino yeah, play of the game tonight. Yeah, it Riverwind Casino. exactly how
1: we drew it up. We practiced this play all the time. Is that true? <laughs> no, oh. we don't. But we do compete. I mean, there you go. There's Veya who makes the big shot, and everybody knows – and, you know, you just come up with that loose ball. And then how about the pass? Amazing. I mean, how about that pass? And, and just for them to be able to read it. I know. And then you look at Maddie Williams clapping, and I'm yelling, get back on defense. <laughs> so, yeah, we should rewind it and watch Chris Plank again. But uh, I don't know. My man was standing. I mean, Josh, same. Marcus Bowman, he hopped right out of the picture.
3: The call was yeah. great. The whole – everything yeah. was great. Taylor Robertson was wide open. It was astonishing. Yeah. It was uh, – and then – but then, a lot of times in basketball, if a team rallies to get it in overtime, they're kind of out of gas, and you see the team that goes into overtime with momentum not be able to finish the deal. You guys just kept playing great right into the extra period.
1: Well, I agree, and and I think that's really where our depth kicked in. And, and honestly, I don't know if we nec- necessarily – Played all that well offensively. I know we scored a lot of points. We were in the 90s, but we didn't have our, our normal ball movement. And, and I say that we had 26 assists, you know. Yep. Um, I know. I'm really hard on us. It's, it's really challenging. And then I watched the film all day again. I, I did an interview earlier today, and they're like, how amazing is your team and your offense? I'm like, well, we're really not that good as <laughs> we're watching it, you know. And, but it's, but it, you know, I felt like our, our juice kind of kicked in, in that, in that overtime in the first couple minutes. And then we kind of had a couple of things, um, but you can just see the way that we played and, and it wasn't a hundred percent pretty the whole time. Uh, but I love, I love this team. I love this great and Baylor played well. Yeah, they did. So it's not, we go in there and we just didn't play well. And they, they played extremely well. I mean, they had a couple different players that have different career nights and, you know, I mean Caitlin Bickle was really good. You know, they drew a million charges, a lot of them. And, you know, <laughs> it's 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 one that we've got to be able to adjust faster and we didn't, and that's kind of that's kind of part of where our game is going and hopefully some of that changes and shifts a little bit, but um but we've got to adjust to it a little bit better. And I thought we're I I Explain. think it's I think it's, well, I mean, I'm like everybody. I don't, you know, I think taking the charge is really good. I think going into a game and trying to get people in foul trouble is not good. And I'm not saying that that's what their plan was. That's not my point. I I just, I love when we can adjust to how the game is being called. And I don't think we did a great job of that. You know, I think if we know that going into that, we've got to go around people. We can't go through people. We can't even come around people sometimes. So, those are some areas I feel like we've got to continue to improve upon um, as, time, as time goes on.
3: I feel like so many times this year watching your team, and maybe this was an example of that, I don't know, but there comes a time because of your pace of play, because of your conditioning maybe, where the opponent just kind of hits a wall, where they're like, we've, we've, we've hung with them for as long as we can and we're just tired and your team isn't yet. Uh, because you play this way all the time, Late in games, you're often – you've just got more gas in the engine than other teams do.
1: Well, that's what you hope, and that's why you hope that you played a lot of people along the way in terms of being able to have depth. So uh, Maddie Williams isn't playing 40 minutes in November, you know, maybe in a game or two, but we can really build that depth. And then as time goes, you know, obviously her minutes are going to really start to increase right now, and same with Taylor and same with Ana and same with a lot of our our players. I think Nivea led, you know, our team in about 38 minutes – Um, In that game, and, and she had to play a lot in that game, and especially her defensive assignment. You know, I thought she I thought she played some of the best. And this last week, I think Nevaeh Todd has played some of her best on-ball defense that we've seen. I think Kennedy Tucker's defense is getting better and better. You know, she's providing a lot of depth for us. Um, Ana Yanusa continues to defend pretty well, and she's providing so much of a spark for us. I mean, you talk about somebody who kicked it in in overtime. Yeah. I mean, she was incredible. She never
3: runs out of energy. She
1: doesn't. No. She really doesn't. But I also think it's also because she doesn't have to play 40 minutes every single right. game, you know. And I think they know that, and they trust people that come in. I mean, we were tired, too, because there were a couple. I mean, in the first half, the media timeouts, I mean, there was long – there, there it wasn't a lot of stop and play. The first time we played Baylor, there were 60 fouls called. So it was like you could never get into a flow of the game. This time it was a flow of a game, and yeah. it was back and forth and back and forth, and both teams are at the point where they're, like, going to foul because they're so tired, and I think, you know, that's where – we recovered fast. So even in those moments that we were tired, we were able to recover during that stop of play.
3: KJ buoyed by your daughter declaring her her right. favorite player. I know. Obviously blossoming. I know. For um, boy, just uh impressive by a lot of uh, uh, young ladies for you, but Skylar Van.
1: Skylar. Fantastic. How amazing was Skylar? And I love the energy that she, I mean, her bounce, and it, was, it wasn't It was just in that game. It's been in the last week, and you've seen it in practice, and Um, I mean, even Liz Scott, you know, offensively, there were some things that we'd love her to be a little bit more aggressive because she's so talented in that space. But she had a play where she kind of hesitated on a shot, and this is at the beginning of the game, and she shoots it, and then all of a sudden she gets that rip. She just ripped it right out of their hands and put it right in the basket, and they didn't even know what happened. I mean, when she has that kind of Energy. I think it's it's just incredible for us. But man, Skylar was so huge. She just was huge, and and she's gonna continue to be. I just I love the bounce and the and the confidence she has right now in this whole team. Yeah, her pick sixes. Look at this. Is this the one that she misses and then gets a rebound? Yep, little spin move. She doesn't even have. Got a rebound yeah. out of it too. How about a that? Steal a rebound and a
3: shot. And there's another. There's another very next one. play. I believe. Right.
1: Yes. You yep. said,
3: "Here, Vea, you're fast. Yeah, here, Vea, you're you know? faster
1: than all of us. But right? But she's got, she's got yeah, versatility, huge. right?
3: To score in the post, to step out and hit the three. She just, you know, she brings so much.
1: This shot here was huge, too. I mean, and that's her money shot. It really is. And you know, and and what was really fun, I think, is a lot of the. Uh, even though I know I, we talked about having a high number of assists, but we also our receivers are getting a little bit better. It's fun to be able to watch that." Um, but I also feel like our screen actions are getting a lot better, too.
3: Haven't played K-State yet. You've got them coming up next. We'll talk about that game when we come back here at Rudy. Stay with us, everybody. Sooner Sports Talk is brought to you by the Sooner Junior Kids Club. Log on to Soonersports.com kids for more information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club. Presented by OG&E and brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively, Mathis Home, and Devon Energy. And Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Got Bob Stoops signing a football there. Welcome back, everybody, to Rudy's. One more segment here with Coach Baranchek, our Academy Sports and Outdoors question of the night. Uh, Well, I want to ask you about uh, the SEC. The news came down last hour that – Oklahoma and Texas will start uh, participating in the Southeast Conference in 2024 instead of 2025. So one year earlier than expected, which means you've got one more year after this in the Big 12 coach, and Mm -hmm. then you'll go to the SEC. Any reaction to the news of the night?
1: Well, I think probably just exactly what we talked about, what Porter said. It's nice from a clarifying standpoint in terms of where your future is instead of saying, well, I don't know. We can now say when it is. Um, And I think, you know, our administration has done a great job of keeping us as much in the know as they possibly could. So I think that part's been really nice. Um, But we're still in February in the Big 12 right now, and we're really excited. And I couldn't be more proud of uh, the way that the Big 12 Conference for Women's Basketball right now. I mean, these teams are very, very good. and. And um, it's going to be a heck of a finish. It's going to be a great conference tournament in Kansas City, uh, and then you're going to see some some great NCAA basketball teams and th- from the Big 12 this this year.
3: So tightly packed, the top half of the conferences mm-hmm. right now separated by basically a game. Mm-hmm. That Big 12 tournament is going to be off the rails. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's going
1: to be awesome, and I love that it's in Kansas City. I love that it's with the men. I think it's going to be yeah. really fun again to be able to come and you know cheer them on, and for them to stay and cheer us on. I mean, how cool is that? I mean. Yeah. You know, coming down to Baylor, we played back to back and to be able to see each other, we got to do that in Charlotte and go yeah. see them when they played Florida. I mean, you couldn't have two programs that support each other more. So that's that's pretty special. So it's really cool, especially when it comes to postseason play.
3: Yeah, here's a look at the uh, standings brought to you by Kincaid Coach Lines. There you see right now, Sooners one game back of the Longhorns and then Iowa State, and Baylor right there, one game back of them in the loss column. Oklahoma State's been playing good basketball of late. So very tightly packed. Kincaid Coach Lines is the official motor coach company of OU Athletics. Are Rudy's Anywhere Sooners Everywhere? Question of the night tonight is about your next opponent. This is game 13 in Big 12 play coming up, but it's the first time you've seen Kansas State. You've got them twice obviously here late. Last year's trip to Manhattan...
1: Was memorable for record a lot of people. Breaking. Thank yeah, you for yeah. bringing that up. Yeah, another record broken. Perfect.
3: I, I would assume a lot of
1: defensive clips on that one. <laughs>
3: well, I would assume you guys are eager to, to get back up there and make new memories.
1: I think we're just excited to play. You know, we had a little bit of a rough travel coming back. So yes. Yeah, I know. Baylor again. I know that darn Baylor trip. I tell you. Um, well, tell people what yeah, happened. Yeah, so well, we were supposed to be able to get out that night and to be able to fly back that night, so they could be back in time for class. And then we weren't able to do that, and then had to find some different buses. And we transferred a couple times.
3: Multiple <laughs> you know, buses multiple
1: driving buses, home from Waco. Got home, yeah, probably about 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Oh. So yeah, so it was a long. It was a long trip, and yeah. But-
3: so much better. It's that so you won much the better because right?
1: we had a really rough travel coming home from Iowa State, and if we were co- to compare the two, <laughs> it was a lot better when you win yeah. and you have travel trouble. You can handle it a little better. Um, I know Shannon Gage, our ops person, is like you're much easier this weekend. <laughs> And I was, as I was just telling Toby, I'm nice. And he goes, ah, you're not that nice. I've been to practice. I did not say that.
3: No, I did. That is false.
1: (laughs) Jerry, I don't know if he's here tonight. Yeah, he's here. He knows I'm not very nice either. Uh, Darn it.
3: (laughs) Okay. So hopefully better travel to Case. Yeah,
1: exactly. So hopefully, yes. Hopefully, hopefully it's a great game. Uh, And they're very good. They're very different than they were a year ago. Aoka Lee, unfortunately, you know, you never want to see anybody ever get hurt, especially the best players of the league because it just elevates the whole league. And so it's really unfortunate she's not going to be playing um, this year. So I, I feel like her health is 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 getting better and she'll be back next year. That's the plan anyway. Um, but obviously there's no stranger to us in Gabby Gregory. She's playing phenomenal right now. She's shooting the ball um, really well from outside. And so she, you know, as everybody here knows, she provides a uh, kind of a yeah. matchup problem, but um, they really spread you out, and it's going to be a great test for our, for our defense, especially our three-point defense. They do a lot of three-point shooting, a lot of driving to the basket. So um, I'm excited for us to be able to head over there and play, play pretty well.
3: You, uh, you mentioned assists earlier mm-hmm. in the show, uh, 26 or 27 against Baylor. You lead the world in assists this year. Tell us about the emphasis you put on that statistic in your locker room and why you feel it's so important.
1: What's so funny is that um, I was asked almost the same question this morning on the Big 12 radio. They were um, doing an interview for all the women's basketball coaches. And it's not something – it is something that we that we talk about, you know, um, but it's not something that we seek. Because in a game of – in the game of basketball, people decide, especially for our team, they do defend us in a variety of ways. You know, you've got Taylor Robertson that people have their own game plan for. You've got Maddie Williams that got their own game plan for. So we face a lot of either pressure we face a lot of people just packing the paint we face switching defenses we face people that aren't going to switch or junk defenses and we see all these different things so it's not necessarily just about the assist right it's not always about just the pass there's a lot of times we want to be able to score off the bounce too which is never going to be an assist so what I think is phenomenal is the way that we just play and are able to make those reads and so, yes, there's high number of assists. Some games, some games were in the teens. Some games were in the high twenties, depending on how your opponent's guarding, and depending on whether or not we make the shot. Right? right. That's it. I mean, there's a lot that has right. to do with that. But I, I love the, um, I love the way that we are a team. When we are a team, there. I mean, honestly, I'll put us against anybody because. When, you know, there's times where it's, you just can really play to each other's strengths and you know each other so well and you make reads and you communicate and you you do all these things and its offense and its defense. And so I think from um, that assist number is definitely just an indicator, but it's not something we chase. You, like, you don't like the background music?
3: It's just been up forever. It is. The graphic's I, I was been up to for like talk, forever I was trying now. to talk through it. <laughs> like, that's enough. But
1: I felt like I was going to have to start singing, because you definitely can't rap to that, and I can't rap either, so at least we have that.
3: That's fan- yeah, no, you did Could a good you jump. sing?
1: Are you a good singer?
3: Not a good singer. My mom is, a, is an outstanding singer, but she does oh, not. Oh, really? I did not get the gene.
1: Next week, I'll bring my five-year-old. She's a very good singer. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, she feels we like should, she is. Let's just meet all yeah. of your children you know what? one I week know. at a time. know We will. the
3: trumpet in uh, college. There's your useless fact of the week, ladies and gentlemen. That's not
1: useless. I might bring that up again. (laughs)
3: K-State Sunday, 1 o'clock in Manhattan. And then the Sooners will be back home, by the way, next Wednesday night for a 6 o'clock game against Texas Tech. That's the pink game, everyone. So make sure you wear your pink for that. Way to go, Coach. Great job. Thank you. Go beat the Wildcats. Jenny Baranchek, everybody. We'll wrap it up here at Rudy's next. Stay with us. Sooner Sports Talk is brought to you by our cornerstone partners OU Health, Fowler Auto Group, OGE, Coca Cola, and Anheuser Busch. Softball team up 4 0. They are headed to the seventh inning of that season opener out in California against Duke. Final segment tonight brought to you by Noble McIntyre. McIntyre Law the law firm you should turn to for all the personal injury needs. A lot of Kansas coming up this week for the OU basketball teams. The men, Porter Moser's team, hosting Kansas and Kansas State back-to-back. They got KU coming up Saturday at noon in the LNC. And then next Tuesday night, Valentine's night, it'll be their first shot at Kansas State. As for the women, they go on the road to K-State on Sunday. Then they'll be back home next Wednesday for the pink game. That'll be against Texas Tech. We'll see you next week. Boomer Sooner. Live at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, Sooner Sports Talk has been brought to you by Bud Light. It's for the fans. And by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real
2: Texas barbecue. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network.
1: Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate.